Welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, proudly sponsored and supported by Evolt 360 Body Scanning, Ignite Fitness Business Events Australia, the Healthy Aging Summit Brisbane, and 20 Perfect EMS Training. Well, good morning. It's Mel Tempest from the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast. And today I'm speaking to Alex Burrows, founder of Active Exchange. Active Exchange is also the recipient of the 2019 National Sports Convention Awards, Best Tech Solution, and also winner of the overall of all categories. Good morning, Alex. Hi, morning, Mel. Thanks for inviting me onto the podcast. Oh, you're very, very welcome. I'm pretty excited about today's podcast because there's so many tools in here for our club owners to pick up on and to be educated on. But let's go right back to the absolute basic foundation. Who is Active Exchange and what is SportsEye? <laughs> Thanks for the question. Um, well, I suppose a bit of background on me. So I, I built a, or was co-founder of a similar sport intelligence business uh, about five years ago in the UK, which has gone on to, to use data from 10 million people and works for thousands of facilities, um, but does a lot of kind of uh, reporting and, and quite clever benchmarking with market intelligence. Um, then I arrived in Sydney or well, about 12, 13 months ago, and there were still similar challenges that were going on across the, the Australian market. So a lot of organizations are capturing data, some of it's basic, some of it's great, but knowing how to really use that data to make informed decisions across uh, what facilities to invest into, whether franchises or new sites are likely to work or not, how to change their programming, their pricing, their operations, or how to improve the marketing across kind of retention and cheaper lead uh, generation on the acquisition side. There's a lot of data, but really you need a, um, a data science team, a little bit like the, the large supermarket chains have access to. Um, so that's what we put in, in place uh, with Active Exchange. So we've got a, a team of a dozen uh, data analysts, data scientists who are really smart with data. They can create really powerful predictive models which help organizations make really simple, straightforward decisions. And we can pull in all this data so it becomes kind of this pool of market intelligence. And we can use that to help each organization in their own specific locality or, or set of circumstances. So that's, we've got these models that then push through into the SportsEye platform. So uh, one particular area of SportsEye, which is, which is this online uh, toolkit, online platform, helps you obviously see where your, your current members are coming from, but we use a lot of data and profiling to understand your demand and therefore where your, your future prospects are most likely to be and who they are right down to, to a household level. Um, it's that type of tool that we can then integrate into some of the digital marketing channels to create cheaper, cheaper leads for operators. Then we've got part of SportsEye, which looks at uh, when to invest in, into different parts of the facility. So when's the right time to, to change your gym equipment, to expand the capacity of the gym? Uh, what's the optimal uh, programming, you know, group exercise, timetable programming for the facility? Again, it's drawing in data from it's a pool of about two and a half million members, but aligning it really closely with your membership and the target prospects within your area. We do something similar with optimal pricing and also opening times because there's a lot of gyms thinking about should I go to 24 hours, should I extend my opening times, thinking about staff rostering. We can put all this data around that to give them a really clear line of sight on each one of these factors. About if, I, if I make this change, what's the likely return? What difference will it make to members staying longer or prospects joining quicker and getting a dollar sign behind that? And what we do is all of that's kind of brought together and we within SportsEye we have a site action plan which we continually evolve with each with each operator. And it's kind of like having a, a business intelligence team in your back pocket. You know, a dozen 
guys with PhDs in maths and data science, a pool of market intelligence of over 3 million members, really trying to help each organization, each site make a, a smarter next decision, which ultimately means more members, more people active, um, and a more sustainable, successful sector. Which is what club owners and leisure centers want, Alex. Who are some of the, the clubs and leisure centers that you're working with? Um, so we work with uh, large chains, so from kind of Genesis, um, you've got Belgravia Leisure Group on the public side, right, right through to smaller facilities. So um, we're doing some really exciting work with, with Coburn, uh, ARC over in Western Australia, we've got lots of uh, Shepparton and Aquamoves down in Victoria, through to uh, in New Zealand, we're working with Christchurch, we're working with Bay Venues, with Auckland, we're, we're quite widely spread in New Zealand. Um, so it's, it's kind of Australia-wide and it varies from your your smallest operator, and it, including some franchise owners as well. So we've um, did a piece of work for a lady um, over in Auckland who you know, was looking at potentially putting her life savings into this into this gym, um, kind of be sold by the, the franchise owner at this right uh, decision. What we were able to do is really give her an accurate idea of whether that facility is going to be successful, how long it's going to take to be successful, what's the size of the market in the in the local area that are really going to use this facility when when we think about the different types of competition in that surrounding area, and also how to, how to fit out that, that facility. You know, what type of capacity should I be looking at? What's the likely programming I should, you know, before I invest a lot of money maybe in, in less meals programs, what's going to work for my members or my potential members? And, you know, what's it going to lead to in terms of member lifetime value? Being able to draw, this is just one, one this wasn't even a franchisee um, owner. This was someone thinking about it. But we were able to draw down that intelligence from two and a half million current members to say, right, this is the type of setup you should be looking at and what's viable and what's not. So, Alex, I'll just go take a step back a little bit. So, each club obviously has an Active Exchange account online, and this this account can be accessed at any time. Now, obviously, um, you know, it, it gives the club owner an idea of who their current members are, but it can also pinpoint the unmet members in the area. Is that right? So that they can actually target those people. Yeah, so um, what we do is it goes a little bit beyond just your basic demographic profiling. Uh, we pay tens of thousands of dollars a year to license um, large data sets which um, look at someone's, it's not just kind of sports and leisure and recreation, it's looking at, okay, what's that person's uh, likely household income? How many cars do they own? What's their family makeup? What's, um, you know, what's right through to what supermarket are they likely to shop at? All of that linked to our actual data on who's who's doing what or who's getting involved in what types of membership, meaning we can look at any new area and be really specific and say, okay, how much, we actually call it unmet demand, so how much unmet demand is there in an area? So these are prospects that are really closely aligned to your type of offer. And we look at what the competition is and we factor in things like travel time decay or kind of travel time models, so you know, one person's more likely to go here or they like to go to the any time down the road or the YMCA here. So we can start to understand the movement of that demand and therefore where and who your, your future prospects are likely to be down to that household level. And then we're able to integrate that into Facebook and Instagram uh, audience profiles and channels. And we've got a, a couple of guys here kind of alongside the data science team constantly tracking what type of campaign, what type of message works for different types of people. And because we've got the upfront data profiling and we've got that ongoing kind of optimization, can actually reduce the the cost for each operator of that qualified lead generation, typically by about 20 to 30 percent. 
Um, and also, what I think is a little bit disruptive but, but quite exciting is we're able to give a upfront guaranteed uh, kind of fixed lead generation price. So rather than you might have, I think we've got two sides. You've got some organisations that might just put thousand dollars, five hundred dollars into a Facebook campaign and just you know use the generic settings of different types of interest and then just kind of fingers crossed that generates some leads. We can make that so much more effective by using the the pool of market intelligence and the, the local profiling. Um, or you've got a second type of operator who's maybe slightly slightly larger, but they will just say, right, we put $10,000 aside, let's give it to our marketing agency, and again, fingers crossed, we get some leads from, from there. What we're saying is, actually, don't we'll help you budget. We'll just pay for what you get. We'll go away, we'll generate leads. We do it typically 20 to 30% cheaper than an operator or another kind of standard industry marketing agency can do because of all this tracking, because of all this profiling, and just pay for what you get. You know, there's no risk to you. You can manage budgets better um, and ultimately generating cheaper leads and, and getting more leads through, through the door. So what you're saying, Alex, for the club owner is that you're going to retrieve the contact details for those residents that are coming to the club and then you're going to build a campaign on social media that then is going to generate leads for them and they only, yep. pay, they only pay for the leads that they get. That's right? That's exactly right. So that's happening already across across Australia. Yes, um, it's quite exciting because it's you know that, that marketing budget is one of the big lines or one of the, the big costs to to facilities, and actually just being able to kind of take a decent proportion off that. But also, it's not just marketing. The way we look at um, and work with with gyms and, and leisure and aquatic facilities is it's kind of a, a holistic solution. So it's yeah, marketing is one part, but. Like I was saying before, we've got this intelligence on, have you got the right offer in place? Have you got your right programming, the right pricing? Um, and it also comes down to what's the overall objective of, of the organisation. Um, some organisations, it's about just kind of people through the door. Can we keep the facility as busy as possible? Others, it's, it's kind of really that margin and that, and that kind of commercial return. And what we're starting to see more and more, particularly on the um, kind of the, the management companies and the kind of council or local government facilities, is, is the social value is um, proving that there's actually savings being generated across local communities by getting people more active. Um, so what we do, and this is why, this is why it's important, the, the Sportside platform isn't just a standard piece of software and it's not just more benchmarking, it's the ability to tailor some of this modeling, to have that two-way dialogue directly into the data team, saying that the idea of that business intelligence team in your, in your back pocket, in your back office, in your gym, um, they, they can tailor these, this, this intelligence around, you know, it might be your budget, it might be your, your overall objectives. Um, it's quite exciting. It, it helps. Our overall kind of strap line to all of this is the confidence to change. I think inherently the sectors have a lot of data. They probably have a lot of benchmarking, but it's not necessarily brought about proactive change. Just I mean, knowing I'm in, I'm in the bottom 20% of you know, retention rates when I benchmark with the sector doesn't tell me what to do next. It doesn't you know, then get me to, to an improvement on, on the bottom line. You need the so what next. You need the predictive modelling that's drawn down from lots of data. I mean, it's a great tool for um, for all clubs and very much so because we're such a competitive industry now. And it's not like, as you said, you know, like five, four or five years ago where you just threw out a sponsored ad onto social media and people started walking through the door. You really have to understand who your demographic is and who you're targeting. And I believe that, you know, the Active Exchange tool does that for you. I have got a couple of other questions for you. You know, with, with all of this data that you have, why is one person...
more likely to be active over another person? That's a, that's a very good question. So it's, um, I think that's kind of come from the website in terms of there's, there's two overarching questions that we're trying to answer. Why one person is more likely to be active and a member of a particular facility than another person? And why, uh, why one facility, program or club is better at bringing that person in and, and keeping them active. So in terms of why one person's uh, more likely to be active, that can be a, a whole host of things. You know, see, a large driver is the proximity to the, to the club. A second one will be the pricing. It will be the offer that's available at the site. It'll be things like, is that, per, you know, have they got a, a friend that's maybe using the facility as well? Things like this, you can start to pick up those bits of data and build them into your campaigns. Um, but yeah, particularly when we, we talk about that modeling of unmet demand, we, we focus on the profile of people. So using those hundreds of indicators, we look at the location of your facility and the influence of that competition around to kind of almost drill down and say, this is the, the, the market you should be really going after because we've proven elsewhere and this could be you know, data drawn from the other side of Australia or New Zealand. But we know this type of people, uh, these types of people are really aligned to, to your type of offer. Therefore, it, can, it means your marketing and your resourcing is much, much more targeted. So let me just ask you, Alex, if I said to you today, okay, Alex, I want to set this up in my club, how long will it take? Um, so we, the good thing is we've got um, a number of strong relationships with some of the big uh, leisure management and system providers in the sector, which help with um, kind of exporting the data in it and then keep, kind of keeping the, the business intelligence live. Um, it's normally about two to three weeks to set up. Um, we obviously want to do a, quite a few checks errands. Um, we need to uh, be able to kind of sort the data and process it and then feed it into these, these predictive models. Um, but then from that point, we, we normally arrange a face-to-face workshop with the, with the uh, facility owner, with the operator. Part of that is to start to shape that initial action plan. So what are these dashboards? What are these kind of mapping layers uh, showing me? Um, and against each one of these kind of items that we, we think, okay, we should change this, or there's potential for you know, a marketing impact here, we've got a specific number of people, whether it's existing members or prospects, that should be influenced. And we've got a specific dollar value against the value of that change. And that's, that's really important, having the confidence that if I you know, swap this program out, change this timetable, change this price, put you know, this amount into, into kind of retention or acquisition, that it's going to deliver this, this likely return. Um, and then what we, once that's set up, so that's kind of three weeks on, we've uh, launched workshop, had the, the launch workshop, then it's, it's really about establishing that two-way dialogue. Like I said, it's like having that business intelligence team in your, in your back office. Um, so part of that is, is monthly calls, uh, monthly kind of push emails, you know, even if you haven't got the chance to kind of look into, into the platform and, and see what the action plan is showing, we're pushing emails out. Just short emails, just with two or three priorities. Um, that we think are going to make the biggest difference to that to that site. So we're we're conscious. Not everyone's a, a data or a business intelligence expert. Not everyone has a huge amount of time to kind of trawl through through these things. Um, we have tried to simplify it with sports side um, and the way we present things, but we want to create that two-way dialogue as much as possible. That's that's really important. And then it's just a, a, a kind of a partnership on a on a rolling basis. We um we're not a traditional software company. We don't hold any organisations for any long-term contracts. Um, what we want to see is, is that this is making a difference to your, your facility, that there is change happening, that you have the confidence to make that positive change faster, and that we're, obviously, part of that, we're, we're track, we want to be tracking the returns. We want to be saying that, okay, we changed this and this, it's delivered this amount of value to you. That's, that's really important to us. 
So it's obviously a great tool if you're a club owner or a leisure centre right now to be speaking to Alex to kick off your, your business for 2020, I would say. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you've just kind of, you've probably got your budget in terms of the financial year through 1920, um, it's, it's, it's pretty affordable. It's pretty cheap, I think, for, for what we're offering. And there's a small setup fee and it's an ongoing monthly fee, which kind of gives you that um, ability to, to keep the business intelligence live, but more importantly, uh, dial into the, into the data team. Um, yeah, I think it's, like you say, it's a really competitive market out there. Um, but at the same time, we are, you know, if you look at participation rates and gym member rates, it's kind of plateaued a little bit. Um, and that's a lot of the time that's because we're not sharing intelligence. We're not making more informed decisions. We're typically marketing after the same people, targeting marketing after the same people. Um, so part of what we're doing is trying to grow the overall picture. Also part of what we're trying to do is, yeah, is help people run sustainable and successful businesses. And that's getting more and more challenging. So, um, yeah, absolutely. If, um, I think it's, it's absolutely crucial for kind of the, the 2020, I'd say even the 2019 type of business within, particularly across Australia and New Zealand. So, Alice, can you just tell me a little bit about your social value model? Yeah, so this is um, kind of reflecting back on the, the five years in, in the UK. Uh, this is probably the, the tool that we brought out that made the biggest impact. It's used by um, hundreds, if not of thousands of facilities there. Um, and we've always talked about physical activity and sport and leisure being great for society. Um, lots of ministers do it. If you go to any sector conferences, it's always kind of a headline item. But it doesn't really mean much. It doesn't bring about change unless you can show it in a credible way at a local level. Um, so arriving here last year, um, I, just, I think it was just before um, sport, so I think it was the was it the commission or Sport Australia brought out a publication that had been uh, worked on by, by KPMG that said community sports infrastructure was worth 16.1 billion or 16.2 billion, about 4.9 billion of that was, was health savings. Now that's brilliant if you're the sports minister, you know, rushing across to the health minister's office to ask for, for more funding, but it, it doesn't mean much to the, the local uh, leisure aquatic uh, owner or even the kind of the local government that, that kind of that those facilities are run within. So what we've done is is we've partnered with with KPMG. Um, we've taken the, the principles uh, of that model. We've kind of evolved it a little bit further, so it can now be plugged directly into the systems that are capturing data on who's using facilities. So what it does is it risk profiles the individuals that are using some basic data. You, most organisations are capturing on on members. It looks at you know what's my likely risk of coronary heart disease and diabetes and dementia or risk of drowning or it considers also uh, kind of education attainment and an overall kind of productivity of the workforce. But it puts a risk against each individual which has an associated cost. And then your activity profile at that site, so your attendance into the facility, but also it accounts for different types of activities you, you might be doing, that leads to a reduction in that risk. And it's all automatically tracked. This plugs straight into, straight into the system. Uh, what that means then is we can append an overall value to each activity person, each member's activity profile, and then that can be automatically summed up to a, a site or a operator level, and we provide a report, and there's a couple of dashboard options as well uh, to continually track that. Um, and what this means is we've got a credible model that kind of tallies back up to, to national figures. It's consistent because it's automatically drawn from the data already 
uh, captured by the assistant, so it gives everyone that confidence that it's, it's reliable and, and, and relevant. Um, and ultimately, it allows organizations to really show the difference they're making. And we saw this in the UK. It does lead to more funding. Um, and it also broadens the funding sources. So you have other organizations recognizing the power of physical activity, addressing you know, issues they might be um, concerned about. So things like coronary heart disease and different types of cancer. It starts to broaden that funding conversation with different types of stakeholders. Um, and ultimately means, yeah, more, more investment into more relevant areas that will have a, a greater impact on society, which um, is really why we're, we're doing this from, or we've been doing this from the outset, is to, to use data in that kind of way. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, we, we launched with ARV down in Victoria a couple of weeks ago, straight away. Um, quite a few councils joined. We've got some national operators using it. Just launching with ARI New South Wales, um, I think it goes out today actually, um, so they're supporting this up, 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 up in Queensland uh, next week. So it's starting to, to bring the sector together, particularly that kind of local government side of the sector where you know, their strategic objective is so important that they can engage different types of, or different areas within the community and that funding continually supports that. Um, obviously, what we're doing with SportsEye goes hand in hand with the social value model because that gives us the business intelligence to grow that social value. And that feeds into that, that site action plan as well. So we're not just saying we're going to track these headline figures, but we're gonna, we've got a plan, whether it's our programming, our pricing, our investment into the facility, potentially new outreach facilities in parks and things. But we've got a plan to grow that social value and then a mechanism to continually track it and show that back to our, our funding stakeholders. I just wanted to mention on uh, Alex's website, Active Exchange, there is a very user-friendly video clip on there that our listeners today can go back onto the website and um, watch. It's got a lot of information on there if there's anything that Alex has spoken about today that triggers your interest. Alex, I just have a final question because I know that you're very busy today before you head off. Now, what I love about um, your package, besides that I'm going to be able to target you know, the unmet member that's not there yet and create campaigns and all of that, what I love from the possibility of being a franchisor, I would be correct in saying that if I was a potential you know, club owner wanting to franchise my gym, the data available would assist me in making a profitable location selection. Is that right? Yeah, it is. And we're, we're doing this with um, some of the franchise owners as well. Yeah. So we've, it's been quite a painful task, but um, again, a, a national facility audit, not, sorry, not working with the franchise owners, but, but getting to this point that we could do this. Uh, a national facility audit didn't exist in Australia. Um, so we've spent the last, had a couple of uh, team over the last few months um, auditing well over 7,000 venues um, across Australia and, and New Zealand. What that allows us to do is then, if we start working with a particular business that wants to franchise out, is we, we use all of the data to profile their particular business, understand the type of customer that comes to their facility as opposed to other types of facility. Then we use the audit and we, we extrapolate this, we extend it across Australia and New Zealand, and we're able to identify the particular hotspots where that type of business will, will have most success. Um, when again, count, you know, accounting for the competition in the audit and tailored to, to the types of users of that, of that business. Um, so that's, that's really exciting because it gives them a kind of bird's eye view of, of kind of where to go next. And it also then focuses in and say, right, if we build in this particular location, how many members am I likely to expect? What capacity of facilities should I, get? should I build? And then it starts to answer all those other questions around kind of programming and pricing. So all that kind of really important information that feeds into the 
you know, the viability of the site and, and the business the business plan to support it, that's there and it's, it's got that kind of global view of, of where next. So, um, yeah, we're starting a, out with some... Oh. Sorry, having a conversation with you just on that topic could save a potential investor thousands and thousands of dollars. Absolutely. And as this becomes a more and more saturated market, um, yeah, it's, it's really crucial. There's no point building something somewhere or then even selling a franchise to someone without knowing that it, it kind of stacks up and it's got a decent chance of working. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, days of, um, the days of build and they will come, that's well and truly gone. Uh, sadly, yes. Yeah, we saw that in the UK and now we're now seeing that in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, just... You know, some, I say basic, there's some predictive modeling, some market intelligence, um, a data team to support that, and a bit of software to kind of bring this together. Um, I hope it's a solution to, to more sustainable businesses. As you heard um, Alex today speak about their product, it's quite incredible. And Alex will be speaking at the Aquatics Recreation uh, in Victoria conference in September and also at Waves in New Zealand in September. As you heard him say at the start of the podcast, he has a very strong progressive science team behind the brand, and uh, this is an absolute, absolute luxury to have. I don't doubt that with what they're able to retrieve and then pass on to investors like myself. Alex, where is the best place online if people would like to chat or make a time to speak to you? Um, well, it's worth having a, a flick through the website because there are some, some useful videos and some background there. But otherwise, just um, yeah, drop me an email. It's just alex at um, or come through as a, as a contact uh, box on, on the website that we, that we pick up. Um, and yeah, trying to get out and see as many people as possible um, before. Yeah, that's, it's a lot easier to explain some of this in person um, and to kind of almost... Well, not almost but to also kind of focus it and make it bespoke to each organisation because... No organisation is the same. Everyone has different challenges, different opportunities, different ambitions. Um, so, yeah, trying to get out and meet as many, as many organisations as possible. I think it's absolutely fantastic, Alex, and you've certainly given me a lot to think about. I'll be dropping Alex's details into the bo uh, bottom of our podcast today. As Alex said, do jump onto the website. They have some very informative information on there. I do thank you today for your time, Alex. No, really appreciated. Thanks, Matt. You're very welcome.